how many dates a week are you going on? Oof. Right now, I keep between one and two. And how many? So I, I've done a couple weeks with there's been three. Okay. Last and how week. many women will you date simultaneously? Like how many people Ooh. can be on the roster, the Tony P roster at two. once? Two. Oh, really? Yeah. Two I, at a time. Yep. Because I don't believe, first of all, it's unfair to people to have four or five. That's very unfair. I, I think. Agreed. I think, I think dating way too many people. It's also just confusing for you because, you because you actually don't, because you have so many different feelings happening, right? Mm-hmm. You, you're not able to dive into that one other relationship with, I think, your full effort. At First Rounds on Me, we believe that one real date is better than 100 pen pals. With our mobile dating app, we make it fun and easy for you to meet someone in person for a real date. See someone you're interested in? We help plan your date. Pick a drink, a time, a venue, and send that person a date invite. It's that simple. Welcome back to Crowdsourcing Love. Today I'm here with Tony Palkari. Hi, Tony. How are we doing, Mara? Thanks for having me. Hello, this is like so great. I've been I've loved your whole chronicle 28 dates I think this is so cool so I'm glad to be here yay well thanks for coming happy valentine's day yeah I totally forgot about that happy valentine's day I it's know like, what a perfect day to be doing this I agree I agree you were in New York last night because you had an event with Lindsay Metzler a mutual friend of ours sure did did you meet anyone cute at the event I did yes um I, I met a couple people um one person uh, actually is going to be uh, heading to DC with all of um, her single girlfriends in DC Ooh. so we're going to meet up on Saturday so that'd be kind of cool so Ooh. We'll see how that goes. That's uh, really so exciting. exciting. I met some really cool people. I was mostly playing host, host yes. roles. So I, was, I didn't want to, you know, be a, I, I don't want to take away from that responsibility of hosting, making sure there's a good conversation, facilitating that. But yeah, no, I, I met some good people last night. It was a lot Cutie, of fun. Cutie. That's fun. so exciting. Um, so, okay. Do you celebrate Valentine? Well, before we go into this, who are you, Tony P? I want you to introduce yourself Ooh. so people have a good feel of who you are. You got it. Absolutely. And then I'll go into more Valentine's Day stuff. You got it. Those sounds good yeah. to me. So again, my name is Tony. Uh, people call me Anthony, AJ, depending on what part of my life uh, you're, you're dealing with, college, high school is AJ. And then Tony P is this new iteration as I've grown into the social media account. Uh, mm -hmm. Created Tony P uh, back six, seven months ago now. It's crazy how, how quick it's been. And I just started posting, you know, day in the life content, <laughs> Uh, vlogging type things like you know kind of more of the under the hood of my life mm -hmm. type of content as well as cooking and I love to cook doing creative things in DC recommendations of restaurants food I kind of had four or five different pillars all in one brand yeah and I just thought you know for a while that it would just be a nice little thing to kind of get my creative side out I am a broadcaster by nature I did that in high school and college ended up uh, putting that to the side and doing consulting and business but I always have had that desire to go back and really do something that's creative use my voice that was edit. your OG dream the OG dream is to be Jim Nance on CBS hosting, okay. hosting the Super Bowl Sunday oh, so wow. that's we'll see me. I can see it probably not gonna happen but we'll see you know no you have to uh, manifest it right I've been hearing that a lot by my Ask, mother believe receive is yes. what they say my mother always says to, to me, manifest that positivity. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, so that's definitely the goal. I love the mic. Okay, so how do you celebrate Valentine's Day? Ooh. Spill the tea. <laughs> well, are, you, are you a guy who gives flowers? Like, what is your go-to move? Very much so. So no matter what, I mean, whether I'm, whether I'm dating somebody or I'm not, I will always give my mother uh, some flowers, Valentine's Day thing for her. Of course. She's number one, always, always Aww. has been. Um, actually, the, the flowers are getting there a little late this time. I, I've been crazy here in New York, but I'm going to get the flowers there the next day or so. Yeah. I hope uh, hope she's not too upset. But, she won't be. But uh, she's the best. And so mom always, I always get something for her. Um, you know, again, when it comes to dating, 
I will always do flowers. I love teddy bears. I'm a big stuffed animal guy. I just think that's okay. so cool. So a couple times I've gotten uh, people that I've dated some pretty, you know, large, those big teddy bears, like from Build-A-Bear. And I just, you know, got it with like, you know, their favorite colors or like things that really define them. That's and so I, I put it into like one kind of big teddy bear with flowers. And of course, uh, depending on where I've been living, whether it be mm. when I was living with my dad um, uh, back in Boston, I went out to dinner, you know, took uh, the girl I was seeing at the time, took her out to dinner, uh, Capitol Grill, whole nine yards. Okay. You know, uh, we actually did a, we did a, we did a, um, where we actually drove in, in like a nice little Cadillac kind of nice car. Ooh. Like the whole kind of like a uh, Uber black type of thing. So that was pretty cool. It's a whole aesthetic. It is. I am yeah. very, I'm very much um, into, you know, those type of gestures and really like being creative. And again, I'm not, mm. I like to overwhelm people, but I like to kind of be creative in how I do things. And especially yep. whether it be a dinner, you know, a couple of some flowers, some chocolates and a very, you know, nice kind of something, something that really relates to that person, you know, specifically, whether it be, you know, a teddy bear with some of their favorite colors or things that they like, or like one or two gifts that really, that really defines them. Yeah. And what do you, do you have any expectation about what the girl gives you? Cause there's a lot of women who are like, I don't know what to do on mm-hmm. Valentine's day. Some people give the advice, do nothing, give him a card. Some people are like, give him a present. What do you think? I don't, I don't live in a world of expectations. I mean, I, I try to, I don't, okay. try, I don't try to do that because what happens is, I mean, again, it's, it can be sometimes unfair to people when mm-hmm. you have like, you know, expectations that may not be, you know, reasonable in a lot of ways. I mean, like we're human beings. Sometimes we'll have expectations of people that just aren't possible. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of not a big expectations guy just generally in life. Yeah. But I do, I mean, I'm a big quality time person. Okay. You know, if we're going to, you know, do a Valentine's Day, you know, date somewhere, maybe for the two of us, we go to a restaurant, or we go to a museum or something like that. Mm. Or we just hang out Netflix and chill and just have a great time. Like that quality time is what means the most to me. Because my, my uncle's always said to me for years that the one thing you cannot, you can't put a price on is time. That's very because true. Because it, it's fleeting. And Aww. there's so many gifts that you can give people. Absolutely. I mean, what, what, what I like a nice new, uh, you know, 55 inch flat screen TV. Of course I would. But For Valentine's Day? Yeah, no, 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 something like that. Or, <laughs> Who are you or, dating? Oh, no, no, nobody at the moment. Maybe that's why. Okay, okay. <laughs> I, I have pretty large gift expectations. No, but I mean, I wouldn't mind a gift or something like that. But I think the biggest gift for me is just a great time and just, mm-hmm. you know, time for us to connect, hang out, no phones, you know, no distractions and just kind of really just connecting. Being in the moment. Right. Because I mean, my, the biggest gift a person can give me is consistent, deep conversation and connection. Okay. So I'm dating a guy, but we've only been seeing each other for a month and a half. Oh, congratulations. Do I, thank you. Do I give him something? Ooh. It's like that tricky time period. Are you official with, with? We're exclusive. Okay. I would say so, yes. Maybe you like, would? I, I, what should I give them? So, again, something, something kind of small. Like maybe like, you know, I don't know that they're into, you know, sports or mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a big golfer. So if someone who's into golf, definitely do like a nice, you know, thing of golf balls or, you know, something in a small like card or something with a nice kind of note in it. I was thinking card. Yeah, that's awesome. And then also he was thinking about getting a spray tan. Oh, yeah. So then I was going to give him a spray tan gift I, card. I love that. I think it's very it's tailored. Like I said, like, like what they're looking for. They want to, you know, they're into self-improvement. They want to get a spray tan. Go for it. Yeah. That's awesome. And it's kind of silly. And it's fun. And again, it's an, I, I've got to mention like experience and experience. Yes. There's a new trend in the world going like people are gifting each other experiences. Yes. Because those things are also things that last for years and years and the years. The memories last forever. Right. It's like, mm-hmm. is, is that the Disney World quote? I think it might be. Uh, the, the, the memories last forever. Um, but Oh, yeah. I, I, I think, think so. I, I think yeah. so. I think so. Um, but I just love that because experiences are also tailored to that person. Mm-hmm. They may, 
again, spray tan. They may they want to go to Disney World. I mean, they may want to go to a game, a Rangers game here in New York, whatever it is. I think that's really cool as well. But I also think that people are afraid to be vulnerable and giving somebody a gift like early days can feel hmm. like, ooh, like am I am I showing too many of my cards? You know what I mean? I think that Valentine's Day is really a vulnerable day all around. That's a really good point. I, mm -hmm. I haven't thought of it from that perspective. So I'm glad you said that. It's, mm -hmm. I think when you said exclusive, that's what made me go, okay, yes. Like if it was yeah. like, Oh, like, you know, we're kind of seeing each other, but kind of we don't know who we are yet, situationship. Okay, maybe I'd say hold off for a little yeah. while. But you're exclusive with this person. Yeah. You're on that track. Exactly. I think a small little token is perfect. And also, again, you know, a car with a nice note or, again, that quality time. Okay. You know, quality time together, I think, is, is so important because, you know, I haven't been married before. I haven't. Okay. Uh, but I've seen. You're only 25. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I've seen a lot of, what, a lot of good marriages. Mm -hmm. I've also seen some ones that didn't work out, including ones in my own intermediate, my own immediate family. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things that I've seen from the best couples has been that they've gifted each other time. They've gone on trips together. They've, you know, done, you know, dinner dates at the house, Netflix, like they've Netflix and chill nights. They've been so dedicated to those quality moments, no matter yeah. what, Valentine's Day or any day. Yeah, that's, that's the, such a good that's point. Definitely one thing that I've picked up on. And some people will say, well, you know, you've been, you know, you've, you've only been dating, you know, people and, you know, having a few relationships and how can you give advice on dating? Well, I've also seen what it's not supposed to look like. I've also, oh. made, a, I've also made a bunch of mistakes personally that have ruined really great relationships mm -hmm. that, and because I didn't, you know, commit myself to, you know, quality time and connection and openness. So mm. I have experienced through my faults as well. So, yeah. and also seeing other relationships that didn't work out that are very, very close to me. Well, I think that's the best way to learn what you want and who you want to be in dating is right. by going out and trying things and that's failing and like failing upwards. So oh, absolutely. I think that's great advice. So what's it like being single? Okay, sorry. What's it like being a single guy in 2024? Ooh, that's a great question. I think, um, you know, for me, I think as we come out of it, we're kind of four years past the pandemic now. And I think there's still a hesitancy to go out and, and meet people in person. Yeah. I was very, very, I was hopeful after last night's event uh, with Lindsay that the mixer we had, there ended up being a lot of uh, a lot of guys that came mm -hmm. to the event a little bit later, but they did. And there was some good interactions. So I have some hope that people, like it's, it's kind of like when you get cold, you're starting to thaw out. Mm -hmm. I think the resistance to doing things in person and some of the, you know, the social fears are starting to, starting to melt away. Mm -hmm. so I think that's really great. But I do think there's still kind of a hesitance to, hesitancy to, go and do something in person mm -hmm. and go to a mixer or, or go up to someone, you know, and just kind of ask them, Hey, like, um, you know, I'm Tony, you know, would you like to you know, grab a drink or whatever? Like totally kind of be forward in real life. So and it's hard for guys to do that. I think it is. And a, a lot of it is, you know, societal pressure. That's a big part of it. I think also, you know, with again, the, the, the invention of the apps, so many mm -hmm. apps now there's, you know, you can count them on, you know, four or five hands, how many apps you have. Right. And it's easier just to, you know, text and then meet up, right? which is fine. But I do think that you need to have a diverse array of avenues to date. I would agree. The apps, mixers in real life events, social, you know, social groups that you have, whether it be a book club or a sports uh, club. So I think Your that's network. a big thing. Yeah. I mean, and I think the biggest thing is, you know, for 2024, for guys, you have to diversify your avenues. I like diversifying. You have, to, you have to diversify your avenues. Yeah. It's basically like you when you're investing, right? You, when you're investing, yeah. you got to have multiple types of investments to make sure you know, you're know you not you know too many eggs in one basket. And the second piece that I would definitely say about, about dating, you know, being single is that 
use this time to become that right person for somebody. Mm. I think that's a big one thing that I've been using this time for. And I've been dating, I mean, with the new, with the uh, the popularity of my page and mm. it's been a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was dating a decent amount before this all took off, but as I've grown into more dates and going out, you know, third, fourth dates with people, mm-hmm. it's been really, really cool. And I've also realized that I have things to work on, totally. whether it be in dating or, you know, being a better cook, being, you know, being able to manage my house in a better way so that when I do have a significant other again, I am actually doing the right things and building a good foundation is a lot of the reasons why I've been in a decent amount of relationships, but they haven't lasted is because I've made some foundational mistakes. Okay. That's really interesting. So I'm now practicing. It's like any, it's like the Super Bowl. We just had the Super Bowl, right? We just had uh, San Francisco and Kansas City, right? The losing team, the 49ers are going to go back and look at the things that they did wrong foundationally. Okay. How did I, how did we lose this game? The defense wasn't right. This wasn't, this play call wasn't good, right? That's how you should approach dating. Okay, I had a few relationships that didn't work out. Why was that? What were the things that I did? Have some recollection and then figure out, okay, this is what I need to do moving forward. I think that's amazing. And I also think it's great that you're doing both simultaneously because, again, you need that dating experience to know what you do and don't like. And so many people are like, I'm going to wait until I'm absolutely perfect. And it's like, well, you're going to be waiting forever then. You totally will. Yeah. There's always going to be something. But but, but I think if you can be 75, 80% of the way there (laughs) – you're in good shape. Yeah, I would agree. So you're Gen Z. Um, what's it like in the Gen Z dating culture? I know that people talk about more equality when it comes to like gender roles, hmm. um, like equality when it comes to splitting the bill. Yeah. Is that a real thing? Like, tell us what's going on in Gen Z. Ooh, um, when it comes to splitting the bill, I, you know, I'm kind of, you know, I'm very much, um, you know, very, you know, progressive. A lot of my social views. I do believe that chivalry is still, I think chivalry is still, important. I think it's very, very important in dating. And I view it this way. If I ask a person out, I should pay for the bill no matter what. And it's like, you know, if I invite someone to a date, hey, you want to come out with me? I invited you. Mm. So I should pay for it. And it's not, it's nothing to do with uh, gender parity. It's more of, hey, I invited you. It isn't, I think it makes the most sense to actually pay for it just logically. Mm -hmm. The same way that I would do with friends. When I invite someone out to dinner, Or I invite someone to my house, I'm the one who's cooking. Mm-hmm. I'm the one who's buying the groceries. Right. right. Like, I believe in that. You're I don't hosting. Be- right. Exactly. It's the same type of concept. Yeah. I don't believe <clears throat> like when, when when I have friends at my house for a dinner party, I don't do they want to Venmo me? I said, No, I invited you. Yeah. And that's really nice. Same thing with dating. I invited you on a date. I want to take you on a, on a nice time, good experience. I'm gonna pay for it. Now, when time I think when you start to get exclusive, I mean a month, two months, I think there's an expectation from both sides, male and female, there's going to be a moment where you start splitting the bill or you start doing one and one. Right. I don't. I never split the bill, I think. You have to either, like, one person has to pick it up or the other. I totally agree. Splitting just feels insane. Right. And it, it's also just, like, kind of logistically kind of weird. You have the two cards. You have, it's you know, not it. It's like, yeah, let's just, let's just do one and one, call it a day, mm-hmm. and it, it's not some logistical, you know, hoopdala. Yeah, and I think it also changes as you go through different time periods. But right. in your mid twenties, I think that no one's very established yet, and so it makes right. more sense to be a little bit more even. Hundred percent. Um. Okay. So you said that you're dating right now. Like, what are you kind of looking for in terms of a relationship? Ooh. And talk more about like how dating has changed for you as you've popped off. Yeah, so the first question being, uh, what am I looking for? Mm-hmm. I, I think, as I've always said, experiences and connection are so important to me. And mm-hmm. 
you know, being with somebody that I can actually open up with, really have that genuine connection. I'm not saying it has to happen on day one, right? but I'm saying that there needs to be some foundational connection there on an emotional level, on an intellectual level, where we can talk about things that are really cool, creative, and, you know, have some, you know, have those type of discussions and also really enjoy each other's company on a, on a, you know, emotional level. You know, if we're having a bad day, for example, or we're kind of struggling with a big decision, having someone that I can talk to and really, you know, have someone that's going to really listen, give good advice. And also from my end, someone that feels comfortable opening up to me mm. where I can be a good listener and I can be there. And, you know, again, the biggest thing I always tell people is always ask, do you want advice or do you want to vent? Mm, and that's a that distinction. Yeah. Because sometimes, and this is one of my biggest failings, is that I would give advice every time a girl that I was dating at the, dating at the time would ask me something. Yeah. Or like, or, or want to vent. And I didn't pick up on it. And, you know, giving advice and I kind of barked out what I thought would make sense. And that eventually did not work out long term. I so, love the self-awareness. So self-awareness is a big one. I think that, so again, the connection on an emotional level, being able to be my authentic self. I heard, I've heard a little bit um, in the media these days where people, uh, some, some of the podcasts, you know, guys will say, well, you know, I can't, I, sh you know, I, I don't open up to my significant other. I don't open up to my wife because she'll use it against me down the line. Oh my God. And I've heard that a lot. And, and I've heard it from, you know, multiple different podcasts. And I mean, I have two answers to that. One being that if you don't feel comfortable opening up to the, the person that you're, you know, with every day, mm -hmm. and that if they give you any inkling, whether I'm talking about male or female, this is for everybody. Mm -hmm. If you feel that if, if you feel that they're going to use it against you, whether it's a boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, mm -hmm. then you're not in a relationship, you're, you're, you're basically wasting your time. Yeah, like you're not in a relationship, you're wasting your time. And you're going to be basically the visual that I use, you're running in place with no movement. So do you think that's because they are just with those people because they're getting their sexual needs met Ooh. and that's what they care about? Because it's like, if you can't open up emotionally, then what are you even doing there? I think it's, relationship? Uh, yeah. I, I, th I think it's also for the label. Like it's cool to, it's like, like the hey, status, right? I have, you know, if you're a woman, I have, I have a boyfriend. He's a really, you know, good looking guy. Mm. He's fun. He, you know, we have a good time together or same thing with a guy. Hey, I have a really, you know, cute girlfriend. She's, you know, fun. We take trips and, mm -hmm. you know, there's a sexual need. Absolutely. But I also think it's just the label. And like it's the cool Instagram. Say, right, right. It's cool to say that I'm dating somebody. It's yeah. cool to to say, hey, I'm in a relationship and I'm having a good time. And and again, I mean, they could legitimately be having a good time with that person. Mm -hmm. No doubt. But as time moves on, and I've seen this with, you know, people in my immediate family and, you know, divorces that I've seen is that when there's when there isn't that emotional foundation, it eventually wears out. Yeah, over time. that's so and, true. And opening up is so crucial. And then, you know, also, I think from an intellectual level, someone that can, that really is passionate about what they're doing, whether it be work or a hobby, that they have a passion for what they're doing in the world. And they have a vision mm -hmm. of where they want to see themselves. I think it's really hard to date seriously when you feel aimless in life or you oh, feel yeah. lost because you can't find your meaning in your partner. You have to find your meaning on your own. 100%. And your partner is there to kind of be walking alongside you yes. on a similar journey. But it's like they aren't your answer. They're not going to save you. And I, I don't believe in emotional dumping either. Ooh. In terms of like okay. in terms of as, as a guy or, or a woman, whatever. You know, going to your partner and just dumping out everything. You know, I, mm -hmm. This is awful and I don't know what to do and, you know, fix it for me. Right. That's not, that's not, I'm a big believer in emotional expression and being vulnerable, but mm -hmm. that's not being vulnerable. That's dumping on somebody unfairly. Yep. I think there is an importance to, for anybody getting therapy. 
mm-hmm. diving into therapy, doing your own self-work, mm-hmm. and then going to your partner, opening up about your journey and saying, hey, what are some things that I'm missing here? Mm-hmm. And it's more of a coll- it's a collective journey as opposed to I'm dumping on you and you have to fix me. Right. That, that's exhausting. And a lot of a lot of my um, you know, girlfriends that I know have known for years with some of their former significant others, that's they felt exhausted. They felt like they were mothering right. their their boyfriends a lot. And like mothering and just kind of like trying to just, you know, be that rock every second of every day, it gets exhausting. It's too much. You need to be on oh. an even playing field with your right. partner. Oh, I've watched my I watched my mother do it. Um, you know, after my parents got divorced, she was in relationships for a while and she would she was like she would be the, the she'd be the mother like basically you know taking care of them and emotionally and yep. and you know you know getting things and chore like all these things chores and stuff like I'm like wow like and she was just exhausted yeah exhausted emotionally and physically yeah and I've always said I told my mother this I, I never want to put anybody in my life through that I'll never make someone exhausted being with me you want to be like. I feel like you're talking about like a giver and a taker dynamic. Yes. And I feel like if you're a giver yourself, you need to find another giver. And not mm-hmm. and if you're a taker, karma says you should be with a taker. And, <laughs> then, and then good luck out there. It's like opposites <laughs> don't attract in this case. No, um. I, but I think givers and takers do attract, but I don't think it's yeah. healthy. I think it's unbalanced. Right, because when, when you're a giver, you usually will have the same moral views on the mm-hmm. way you view the world and what your role is in this world, your mm-hmm. vision, right? Yeah. And your passions will probably align to a certain extent, mm-hmm. um, especially your passions from a more, uh, I don't know I say that, kind of a more worldly level, mm-hmm. a more, you know, inherent personality level. It's like, hey, I love giving back to my family. I'm a family person. I love hosting. I mm-hmm. love, you know, giving people a good experience. If you're aligned on things like that, I think that's really strong going forward. And that's one yeah. of the things I've made too is that I – I've rushed into relationships because I like the image mm. and not the dynamic. Ooh. And, I, and I've always, and I've always thought, Oh, I can fix the dynamic or I can make, I could, I did, I did this a couple times with uh, love bombing a few times relationships. I did that where you were love bombing. Oh yeah. Oh my God. Oh, Tony P. <laughs> that was one of my biggest mistakes. I, I did it in college uh, two, three times, three times, three times in college. I didn't, I didn't learn until my senior year that I, okay. fig- I figured it out. Um, but yeah, you know, as I, I thought many times that I could change the dynamic, I, I could will this person to love me and you can't do it. And so you would love bomb them by being like giving them gifts, talking about the future. How would you um, do it? It'd be, it'd be, it'd be gifts. I, first, when I was a freshman sophomore in college, I did, I did gifts, uh, spent money I didn't have okay. and uh, <laughs> went into debt when I was a uh, sophomore in college. That was pretty, that was pretty interesting. What did you give her? Uh, clothes and, um, really nice. Oh my God. Yep. Oh. So you were trying to buy her love. Oh yeah. And yep. you can't buy love. And that, and then eventually I would do like, you know, I would never ever like, what's the word? Like, I would always be, be too agreeable mm. too. Yep. I'd always just kind of tell them what they wanted to hear. Always just inundate them with compliments. And I thought that, that would, that would work. But in reality, it becomes empty. It becomes empty compliments. It's empty. It's empty. It's just, it's just, it's, just, it's, it's like basically what listening to the same song on repeat. Yeah. <laughs> it's, you know, I think compliments when they're needed in the right context and when your partner needs it the most is important. And not yep. only with compliments, but also my, my uncle taught me this is that with him and my aunt, when she has something like he's able to see a few steps ahead and mm-hmm. say, hey, you know, Auntie Patty needs uh, to get some dry cleaning done, but she's busy in the garden work and she's busy doing her passion. She loves to garden. Right. I'm going to go take care of that. Yeah. And take care of three things ahead. So that when, when she's done, she's like, oh my God, 
this is the dry cleaning's done. This is done. That's done. I can relax. Oh, nice. I like that. And he it's always very thoughtful. Said, he always said thoughtfulness. Well, it says he's still alive. <laughs> he <always> said, <laughs> and uh, he says to me that thoughtfulness. Yeah. Is always, I think you know this. Because a compliment can be empty, but thoughtfulness is the greatest compliment to somebody. That's really true. Because you care about that person, you give a thought. Would it be a gift to somebody, or you know, just a rant? You know, um, another friend of mine who lives out in Arizona, really great guy, uh, in his in his sixties, has a wonderful family, five kids. Um, just a just a beautiful soul, and this is you know, from guy to guy, he's a beautiful soul, great guy, and he you know will post stuff that just you know. In terms of like, you know, just, you know, adoring his wife, things like he'll do, you know, random, you know, mimosas in the morning for mm -hmm. her or do just, you know, every now and again, some flowers. Yeah. Just the little things. I like it. And and not these big trips. He takes big trips. He's got, he, he does very well for himself. But at the same time, those little things, that thoughtfulness. I think the little things add up way more. They do because yeah. they build a foundation. Yeah. That you, I think you learn to respect the person. I think respect mm. is, is a lot more important than just the spark. Yeah. And, and actually to mention that, I think a big thing with Gen Z is that we're obsessed with, we're obsessed with the spark. Ooh. We're obsessed with it. Okay. So you're obsessed with the spark. I have been too. And this is not just me talking about my relationships. I've done it. How would you people. define the spark though? I think the idea that we have to have this chemistry within one or two dates that's off the charts. Yeah. Never felt like, like this. I'm a believer. I think uh, Logan Yuri said this. Um, she's the, the uh, chief relationship officer or something like that at Hinge. At Hinge, yeah. And she would talk about the slow burn mm. where you kind of build up yeah. that crescendo of connection, right? Yeah. I'm a believer in that. I have been in relationships with people that we connected so well. Mm -hmm. um, but... You know, and again, you know, we 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 had we liked the same things. We had you know moral views of family and life, and I have not stopped seeing them because I didn't feel the robust chemistry right away. Yeah. Within date one or even three. Did you kiss them? Uh, yes, I did. But did they taste good or bad? Because <laughs> that the pheromones do matter. So I think it's like a balance because um, you don't want to you don't want to end up with somebody who like smells and tastes bad to you. Oh no! They they, yeah. they, they no! They, they they tasted fine. I just okay. I, I, they physically was fine. But I never said that before. But uh, they, they they kissed well though. Okay. Oh yeah. But, but you was, just didn't feel like that rush. I of sparky sparks. Right. I didn't feel like I had to see this person every day. Okay. But in reality, that's not realistic. No, I agree. Like you need to be independent, and also I think that builds up over time mm -hmm. as you grow in respect for one another. Now, I'm not saying if you can't stand being with that person, you should date you should date them past right. the second or third date. I'm totally not saying that. Yeah. What I'm saying is that if you like this person and are interested in them intellectually, emotionally, if even if you're not feeling that spark, I mean, I have uh, two dear friends of mine, one of my dearest friends, they went out six times and they didn't kiss for a while because it was a mutual, there was a mutual, um, um, there was a mutual uh, like kind of fear. But like a mutual fear about like, what? Like, like, like you know, they actually want to kiss or not? So like, they was kind of like a standoff. Okay. But they finally did, and they finally you know kept connecting and really growing in you know growing mm -hmm. in an emotional connection, and they've been together for God four or five years now. Yeah. And like I always have dinner with them, and they're just one of my Gen Z role models for couples. It's good to have role models, and I I do want to mention the guy that I'm seeing now. We actually started out as friends. Love it. And we like built that like deep friendship. And then he kissed me one day and we're like, oh, wait, this could be more. I love that. Yeah. 
And like, was it just a kind of a random kiss? I'm curious. Was it? Was it just, no, it was premeditated by oh. him. <laughs> I love it. But I, I, love no, it. I had no idea it was coming. I was oh, asked, you didn't? Okay, no. got it, got it. Let me, so in terms of in, in terms of my thing, one of the things that I struggle with, um, and this is part of some of the reasons why I've had some struggles in dating, is always a touch barrier. Mm. The I've always been kind of very conservative about how I approach kissing. Yeah, I, I kind of almost like I've asked many times. I've asked. I think that's okay. If that's okay, and some people yeah. have said to me, I've listened to some podcasts. Oh, that's kind of you know being a dweeb. It's a, you know just go for it. But I also don't want to make someone uncomfortable. So I'd, I'd rather yeah. I'd rather people think oh he's over cautious yeah and that, and that he's overbearing and you know rude no I think that when in doubt always ask and I think with this guy I'm like trying to think back to when he like kind of crossed that threshold yep. <clears throat> and I'm pretty sure that like we were both vibing and like yep. I like it was kind of like right. I could tell it was gonna happen right and so I think it was like the mutual you know lean in but if someone's like leaning it. back, it's like yeah, it's yeah, psychotic you know. to like lean in. Like why? Yeah, no. There's been some moments that, that it's like it's almost the vibe's been so good that it's obvious. Yes. They're like yeah, read the room. Right, right. Yes. So I'm getting better at that. It's one of the things. Again, that's one of the things that I've always struggled with is the, is reading the room because mm-hmm. I've always just been let me just be conservative here. I think when but, in doubt, be conservative, but then also try to read the room too. Right, right. It's that's a it's a process. That's one of the things I'm struggling with, but but I'm, I'm glad I. I asked that because it's definitely a thing that, you know, I, I'm very much in tune with the relationship building part of it. Mm-hmm. That's been the thing that I've worked on the most and yeah. things that I've talked about. But when it comes to some of the more like the tactical stuff, I need to get better at. So that's one thing I'm working You'll on. learn and you'll grow. <laughs> that's that's you're 25. You have so much yes. more to go. Um, okay, wait. So you didn't mention like how your dating life has changed since oh, yeah, you popped sorry, off. Yeah. So <laughs> are you like getting DMs? Like what's going on? Yeah, so I'm actually I've actually gone off the apps because I've had a lot of too famous. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, they, no I, I I will never um I'll never oversell uh, my popularity. I promise you that. Yeah. Um, no, I have actually been um getting a lot of DMs uh, that I've you know gone on dates with people that not only from Instagram or uh, Facebook actually, but also LinkedIn. Mm. <laughs> LinkedIn is a very underrated dating. App. I agree. Uh, LinkedIn's been really really cool. So. Those I've done. I've gone on dates through those sources, uh, LinkedIn, Instagram. Also, a lot of followers will hook me up with their friends. Mm, set you up. So they'll DM me and say, "Hey, I got a friend for you. Great. I'm always open to seeing somebody." So, okay, that's been a big, a big way for it too. Also, just friends, mutual friends, have wanted to set me up, and that's happened a lot too. So with all that, all the all those irons in the fire, mm-hmm. it's been a little bit. Uh, it's, been, it's been it's been a lot of dating, which is good. I've, I've enjoyed it. How many dates a week are you going on? Ooh. Right now, I keep between one and two. And how many? So people- I, I've done a couple weeks with, but it's been three. Okay. Last and how week. many women will you date simultaneously? Like, how many people Ooh. can be on the roster, the Tony P roster, at two. once? Two. Oh, really? Yeah. Two I, at a time. Yep. Because I don't believe. First of all, it's unfair to people to have four or five. That's very unfair. I, I think. Agreed. I think I think dating way too many. It's also just confusing for you because you, because you actually don't because you have so many different feelings happening, right? Mm-hmm. you're not able to dive into that one other relationship with I think your full effort okay with two people I think I think you avoid getting your heart broken because mm-hmm. you have somebody somebody else that you're talking to and that you're you know progressing with but at the same time I think you need to have a dedicated effort and when you have you know if you get past three that becomes a little bit of a problem. Then it's you're like, juggling. You're juggling, and you're juggling your your mental capacity. You're also juggling your emotional capacity. Mm. And it's also unfair to the person, the people that you're dating, 
but like you're maybe you're not a hundred percent there. Yeah. That's that's just my thought. So again, okay, so two I at a time. Two. And it. then are you like how do you end it with a girl? Ooh, great question. Do you just tell her straight up? Um, yes. I'll probably will either go out. I'm not a fan of, you know, doing it just over a phone call or text. I'm very much in person, I think. You do it in person? I sure do. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Wait, tell us more. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, for any – and, like, you know, I, I think courage is an important part of relationships. Mm -hmm. And I think if you're going to break up with somebody, I think doing so in person, going, whether it's just a walk with the person, okay, simple little walk, or if it's, hey, we just grabbed coffee, we need to, you know. And you'll just tell them. Ways. Yep. And I've done it before. What and do you say? I'll for just, people who want to know. Yeah, no, I'll just say, I mean, you know, first of all, I've loved the time we spent together. I, mean, I don't want to be too scripted, but, you know, I love the time we spent, spent together. I really love getting to know you. Um, I just don't feel that, you know, we've dated for a little while now. I just don't feel that, you know, we're aligned on some things, whether it be mm. that. Like, it, I, I, I'll usually have, like, a subtle reason. Yeah, of course. I, like, I don't feel like we're aligned on, you know, aligned on some certain things or, you know, that our um, emotional connection may not be, you know, as deep or also – a big one that I've used and many times it's happening is that, we, you know, we, we don't, we don't like the same, we don't, sorry, we don't want the same things. Okay. And we're in different spots in life. So right now. So I'll, I'll always, I'll always give like a, a general reason, not like, oh, okay, this is when, this is when I felt this didn't work like this day. No, but. You're not finger, finger pointing. No, okay. no. I'll always say it's us. Yeah. I don't feel we, I don't feel we are. Yes. That's nice. Because a lot of it is also me. Yeah, it's your dynamic. Because it's, it's the dynamic. I also feel that there are many times that I've made mistakes mm. when I've broken up with somebody. Going, that's that, that, I shouldn't have broken up with that person. So it is a mutual thing. It takes, it takes two to tango. It definitely does. Um, so let's go into the vibrant masculinity side of things. Yes. So research shows that men are lonelier than ever. Do you see this in your day-to-day? -day and what do you think the solution is? I do. Um, I, I, I see it from people that have DM'd me who like the vibrant, mas the vibrant masculinity content. Mm -hmm. I'm feeling lonely. I'm not dating. I don't, I don't have, you know, not only is it with dating, but with friendships in general. Yeah. So many men don't have, you know, what I say, brothers yeah. to hang with and mm -hmm. brothers to connect with. And that's so important. And having those dear friends to be there for you and, you know, really kind of be a refuge. I think mm -hmm. that's so important. And I think a, a big part of it, I mean, COVID kind of took a big, you know, a sledgehammer to loneliness and maybe made it worse because mm -hmm. people were just stuck in their houses. They have video games. They have, they have TV. They have the phones. It's easy just to go on chat rooms, yeah, and be with like-minded people as opposed to be with people that have a, you have a genuine connection with. You may go back and forth on things. That's healthy. So yeah. I, I think and that's being IRL with people is really important. Yes. Like the chat room, like you're missing oh, a yeah. lot of connection points. Oh yeah, and like and and that and that's a big thing. And again, you know, for me, when it comes to the masculinity piece, I mean you know, being intentional about, you know, making friends and going into what I call social circles, mm -hmm. right? And, you know, joining things like a book club or like a mutual, a mutual like, whether it be like a book club or a Volo Sports League. Or a wine tasting. Or a wine tasting or, you know, a uh, an advocacy group or a nonprofit. Mm -hmm. Like that's something that I've seen a lot of guys, you know, kind of pull back from since the pandemic. Mm -hmm. So there's kind of a lack of going out, a lack of connection but it's changing i mean from what i saw last night again with some of my friends in dc people are going out again which is good they're going to bars again they're going to nightclub nightclubs i'm not a big nightclub guy but they're going to bars and you know, different restaurants and i'm so it, it's it's improving I, I think it definitely is there's still a loneliness crisis i think part of it is because again there is you know a level of 
you know, again, this kind of, it's, it's easier to be inward and just stay at home mm-hmm. and not put yourself out there and not be tested and not, not deal with rejection. People hate rejection and men do too. Yeah. And I don't care how strong you are. We all hate rejection. Of course. And men and, are people too. And they have emotions. They yeah. have, they have connection needs. Right. And I, I think that again, COVID played a big role in that, mm-hmm. but I, but and again, I, and I think a big piece has been also, you know, these, the, the kind of the lack of emphasis on these social groups where you can kind of come together and, you know, it's kind of like the, the, the whole theory of like how like, a, you know, back, back in the day, like neighborhoods were so close. Yeah. Now I think in the world in general, you don't have a lot of places where people can come together in real life, have some shared interest and, you know, make those friend groups, whether it be, you know, certain religious organizations or nonprofits, everything's online now. I think also when I see those like, you know, toxic male podcasters talking about women and like disparaging them it almost makes me just like feel bad for them because i think that comes from a place of like pain yes it does and same with like the commenters i think that it's just like they're isolated they're in pain they're lonely and i'm just gonna reframe that now i'm just gonna be like oh they need a hug yeah that's yeah that's yeah yeah, no that's a it's a really good point and i i view the same way i mean Mm -hmm. i also mean I, i don't I mean, and there's also in some of these toxic podcasts, there's a lot of uh, misogyny, there's racism, there's mm-hmm. anti-LGBTQ+, uh, uh, rhetoric. Mm-hmm. Um, that I won't excuse. Uh, oh, no, no, no. I'll like, never excuse it. Right. No, no, no. I'm not saying, but I'm saying from my own perspective, like, I have compassion for people that are lonely and that want to hug and that right. need <laughs> yeah. that connection. And, you know, maybe they have had bad relationship experiences. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, if, if I look at it from, you know, a football lens, how, okay. many, how many times you know, have, you know, the greatest players ever, Tom Brady failed. Right. You know, they fit, did, did they quit and say, screw football, I'm done? No, they had no. a good attitude and they got they back good, up. Right. Yeah. They had a good attitude about it. They had, they tried to find the positive and the mistakes that, that were made or the things that happened to them. And they said, okay, I'm going to chart, I'm going to chart my path forward. I'm going to meet somebody. I'm going to manifest it and I'm going to do the work. I'm going to hit the gym. I'm right. going to go get new clothes. Like, right. you got to put yourself together, I'm gonna man. I'm going to go to therapy. Yeah. I'm going to invest in my mental health. Yes. I'm, gonna, I'm going to grow my existing friendships or get or, or get new ones mm-hmm. so, that I have, so that I have a good foundation. Because, because you have to have, I think so as men, we got to have our boys behind us. We got we to have a crew. You do. I mean, you know, again, you know, if, you have, if you have three or four good people, you don't have to have 10 or 20. Mm-hmm. You got three or four good people. And you're in really good shape. I and agree. I think because again, those men keep you grounded, especially men that are emotionally mature, men that will call you out, men that will support you, but also, sorry, not call you out, they'll call you up. The, well, call they you up call and, you up and call you out. I think having right. a friend with, who will call you out sometimes is okay. Right. If you're not acting right. Oh yeah. And that's, and, and I have, I have a crew of guys that all do different things with me. Mm-hmm. Some, you know, one's my cheerleader, mm-hmm. who, you know, and one's, one's kind of the person that says, Hey, wait a minute. Think about this differently. Yeah. Well, you know, what's going on? Maybe we maybe read you the riot act. Yeah. Right. Like totally. Like we need that as guys. We all we all need that. I mean, ha- and also the one that I can talk to emotionally. I can well, engage with emotionally. It's a couple of guys I can do that with, and that I can talk about my aimless thoughts sometimes. And go, hey, wh- you know, what do you think about this? I love that. And I think that's so important because again, when you build relationships with your with your crew and you build it on an emotional and personal level. I think you can take some of that and apply it to dating. It's not the mm-hmm. same, but you can apply some of those tactics to it. And those skill sets and those connection points. Exactly. Yeah. And, that, and that's a big thing. And, and the problem is a lot of guys, their crew are these podcasters. 
Oh, shit. They feel that's their home. They feel comfortable with all the commenters in the, in the comments section. and That's you know, their home. Oh, my God. It's home for them. It's home for them. And, and again, I mean, a lot of it, a lot of it happens just kind of by accident. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I did an experiment with this. Like, I almost went down the rabbit hole in okay. the, the YouTube sphere, the, the, yeah. the manosphere, right? Because what happens is I might like a post by somebody that's talking about, you know, men, you know, working out and, you know, being better, you know, being better people, you know, really, you know, striving to, you know, uh, learn a new skill, right? Yeah. And then YouTube or something else will suggest another thing. And, mm. and then it gets more and more. And it gets, oh, then you and get And they down. pull you in. Yep. yep. So a lot of guys, I don't blame them in yeah. a lot of ways for, for, for getting there. What I do believe is that we as guys have to make sure that we're building things with our with our boys with, with our friends with our families because when we have those foundational roots mm-hmm. put together our mental health physical health we can understand that these podcasts are not good yeah because what will happen is a lot of these podcasts will say will say things that are objectively true mm. they'll say yeah men are lonely men aren't dating enough oh wow what a great insight XYZ yeah. Podcaster. Yeah. But, but what brilliant happens, but then what happens is because they had one good thing that they said mm-hmm. oh Men need to be better working out. We, we, we need to be better, you know, when it comes to our physical relationships. Yeah. Then they lay on the they, they lay on the 45 pounds of awful stuff. Yeah. And the misogyny. Sometimes, as uh, Professor Scott Galloway, who's in here in New York, he says, a lot of these podcasts are two ways. They're either thinly veiled misogyny, where it's very, very secretive, where you kind of you, you kind of can't tell, but you can kind of see a, a trend, mm-hmm. or they're just blatant. Yeah. And what's so funny to me is, how do people have four or five hours of time? These podcasts are like three, four hours. I know. How do you have all that time? It's like, I mean. You're just brainwashing yourself. Right. Yeah. And that's the thing because, again, it's comfort. It's what we want to hear, not what we need to hear. Mm. No, I agree. I mean, and, you know, and again, I mean, I'm not, I hate to say I'm, I'm not hating on guys here. I'm hating on, I'm hating on. Their the, influences. The influences. Yeah. Because um, there are so many good men that have been corrupted by this. That's, and I almost was too. I and, almost was. Honestly, it's scary, and you're also like a positive force. You're a positive influence. So, when it comes to vibrant masculinity, yeah. did you create that word? I did actually. Okay, what is it? Yeah. So vibrant. So I, I'm not. I, I don't try to view things as healthy and toxic. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't I don't love. It. It's the same way I view as some of the podcasts where they pit for, for guys. They pit us versus them. Mm, they yep. make dating at us versus. I hate that. I'm more of somebody that likes to talk about qualities. Mm. So I think there are many men that I've come across in my life that have had very vibrant personalities. Okay. And they have had wonderful marriages. They're well off. They've done very well, you know, socially, professionally, and they have a warmth to them. They yeah. have a they have a positivity that radiates from them. And I've seen many of the men in my life have had that, and they've had a brilliant way of bringing in their masculine and feminine. Okay. And bring it together in what I call the synergy. Okay. Where they bring them both together and they have a nice push and pull. It's like perfect. Mm. And they know when to embrace their masculine. They know when to bring the feminine in. And they, and they do it effortlessly. So that's when I kind of said, well, you know, over the years, um, I, so first of all, I was raised by predominantly women. Um, my grandmother, my mother, they were my full time. My dad I saw a couple of days a week. Mm. And my mother I would see every weekend and all that. So I kind of had more female influences in my life. So I kind of saw things, you know, more of the nurturing and kind of warmth and bring, you know, kind of more of that, the uplifting stuff. Yeah. And also, as years went on with my dad, you know, my dad and I, even though my, you know, my dad, you know, is a guy's guy, you look at him, he's a guy, he's a football guy, loves golf, and I do too. Mm -hmm. But 
you know, my dad and I would open up over the years mm -hmm. as I got older. Yeah. And I saw my dad cry. I saw him, you know, not only talk about things in his life and go through them with me, but also confide, have, allow me to confide in him. Mm -hmm. So I had these two things working at the same time. Yeah. And then I, so I saw a man that was able to be somewhat vulnerable and be mm -hmm. able to listen well. Yeah. And really give good feedback and also having the female influence. So I saw both those things together. And I said, what if we could just bring both together? Mm. And, and that's vibrant masculinity is bringing forward both. My tagline is that you can do it all. So for example, I'm a golfer. I love smoking cigars. I like hanging out with my crew sometimes, going out and having a good time. I also love Netflix and chilling, rom-coms and going to therapy and having emotional conversations. So it sounds like you're talking about the masculine and feminine sides to yourself. Yes. Yeah. I think I have a pretty good balance of both. Yeah. And I and my belief through vibrant masculinity is that, you know, approaching people with as much positivity as you can, mm -hmm. having a vibrant, a bright, you know, personality with people, you know, embracing them, being, you know, being inviting. Being inviting. Being inviting. So do you think so like if a woman is out there dating, yeah. she should try to find a guy who embodies vibrant masculinity? Absolutely. How can you tell? Like, is it just like their values? Is it their personality? Like, because I think you want to stay away from the people who are misogynistic, yes. who are see a woman as a body, not yes. a person. Yes. Like yes. all of those guys you need to stay away from. And as soon as you see a single sign of disrespect, like get out yes. of there. hundred percent. Yeah. I think a lot of what vibrancy also means is dedication and passion. Mm. So is that guy really interested in, you know, the things you're thinking about or mm. okay. your vision or the things that you love? Is there, you know, are they really, in, oh, that's really cool. Tell me more. Or they ask really probing questions that are like really interesting and it keeps the conversation alive, right? I think that's important. I think having somebody that treats others, for example, whether it be like, you know, a waiter at a restaurant or you know, in the community or, you know, they're very, you know, and then they, they treat that person the same way they would treat their boss. They would treat the president, right? Like having that ability as well is important, being that kind of selfless and, you know, being kind to everybody. Mm -hmm. And again, I'm not saying you have to have my personality because I know many people that are more, you know, introverted and have maybe like a lower tone delivery that are very compassionate people that are mm -hmm. kind, that are just rock solid. Totally. And you just, don't have to like turn into Tony P. You do not. Oh, I, that's that. No. Like, I mean, I, I have my own delivery. Be authentic to you. Be you an individual. It. That's the, I'm actually writing a speech right now uh, for a, a talk that I'm giving in Richmond about finding your authentic voice. Mm -hmm. How can you find your authentic that, voice? That, 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 sorry, that authenticity is so important. Uh, finding your authentic voice is to, you know, really look at and, you know, do some analysis and say, okay, what, what do I really care about? What do I really believe in this mm -hmm. moment? Mm -hmm. And how do I want to express myself and not just think about it, mm -hmm. but actually execute it and say, okay, I'm going to do, I'm going to start small. I'm going to do little things that are authentic to me, mm -hmm. whether it's, Hey, I want to try painting, but I don't know. Like you know, my guys may say that's kind of weird. Yeah. I'm doing a painting class, but I have a, I'm compelled to do it, do it. Start small. Yeah. Start doing things that are small you know, whether it be an activity you want to do or someone, you know, you may want to meet that may not be your typical person that you, you know, you'd be with, right? Mm -hmm. And it's, hey, it's, it's authentic to me. Doing those little things time and time again, I'm all about consistency. It's a, it's a compound effect. Yes. Because, Just like, because it gets more comfortable. Yeah. I mean, like I, you know, I, 
I started when I was doing, I was um, in student government leadership. I was the president of my university okay. when I was in college. And one of the things that when I was, when I first started out, I was so much of a people pleaser. Yeah. I want everybody to be happy. Okay. And as I had more opportunities to be authentic and say, I'm going to fight back on this. I got to, I just did it smaller and smaller. And then, then it came to, we had one big, uh, big battle we fought my mm -hmm. senior year and I was comfortable putting my claim out there. I love it. And I think, again, it's about doing, again, just taking those little leaps. You don't have to take one big leap. Just start. Little. Yeah, whether it be an activity you want, or, you know, you may want to go out with a group of friends that you don't usually go out with, but but you feel uh, like they're kind of weird, you know. No, go out with them. Just do it. Because that's authentic to you. You want to be with them, go out with them. That's another tagline. Just do it. Right. This is like Nike. Like, just, just yeah. do it, right? Like, and again, because what will happen is when you have haters, and I, I have a decent amount of haters on my page, believe me. Yeah. I know I'm authentic. So when they come at me, I go, you don't even know what you're talking about. Because you're in alignment. Right. Mm -hmm. When you're not and people poke poke at you, you're kind of like, oh, maybe they're right. And that's when you try to over-explain yourself. Exactly. And I always just say, like, be in alignment, never explain, never complain. And some people don't like that. But it's so true. When you're confident in what you're doing and you know you're doing what's right, right. then you don't have – then you don't feel defensive. Right. And and don't always don't always project what could what, 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 project the worst that could happen. Mm. That doesn't exist. Yeah, that's not real. Think of you, what you are where you are right now. Yeah, and going oh well, what if this? It's the same thing with going up to people in a club or a bar, right? Like people will go, you know, they'll be kind of fearful. Was like oh like what if she what if she doesn't like me? What if she doesn't, mm -hmm. you know, respond to me? Well, view it as just I'm going to meet someone new. No yeah. no outcome. No, I don't need an outcome. I just want to. Meet someone, talk with them, practice some conversational skills. Yeah. And if it grows, it does. Yeah. Can we do one listener question before we of go? Of course you can. Sorry, I've been talking so long. No, I like it. How do you talk about the preference not to drink a lot on dates? Ooh, that's a great question. Because my the whole thing with drinking kind of goes back and forth with me. Sorry. Sorry. Ooh. With me. Yeah. And a big piece of it is that I, I, I like a little glass of wine now and again. Mm -hmm. But it's very moderate. It's yeah. very sporadic. I, you know, I would probably have one or two glasses of wine a month. Okay. So basically, I don't really drink. But yeah. I just, I will just get a soda mm -hmm. on a date. I usually will go. I, I like week weeknight dates, so it's also easier to explain. Yeah. Where it's like, hey, you know, it's a weeknight at work, whatever content to do, whatever it is. And then you know, if they ask, I'll always say, you know, well, you know, I've had, um, just personally, I've had um, a lot of people very close to me, very immediate family. That I struggle with alcohol mm -hmm. and uh, drugs. Yeah. So I have that as part of me, and that's part of my DNA is that I have the addictive personality. Right. So I've always told people, hey, I just I just want to be careful. Yeah. And I also want to make sure that I am not out of control. It's very responsible. And I don't like what it does to me, and I don't like what does to, I don't like what it does to people after a certain amount of drinks. And I'm not saying don't drink. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not a preacher. I don't preach about that. Yeah. I think if you want to drink, you absolutely should. Because you know what, is this alcohol can taste good. It can be nice in moderation. It can be fun. But just for me, I'm more of a moderate drinker because again, I don't like the taste of it and some of the some of the stuff. And number two, I'm just not the. I don't want to be, you know, inebriated. I, that because of my experience, you know, family wise. Yeah. yeah, I think that's good. I think just always own it, and people. Yeah. If you're confident and you just own it, people will be like, oh, okay. Right. Well, it's part of me. And a lot, yeah. of, a lot of girls that I've gone out with have respected that. It shows, shows a commitment to your values. Okay. This is my value. I, you know, I'm not going to judge you or tell you how to do it. I'm totally fine with a girl who drinks. I have no problem with that. Yeah. 
I don't mind being designated driver. That's totally fine, right? But I'm also going to say this is how what I value. I think it's actually and more attractive when a guy doesn't drink that much. Interesting. I think it's way more attractive because it means he's in control. I, I don't like when guys are drunk. That's understandable. Yeah. <laughs> so, therefore, I think you're on to something. Um, before we go, what's your biggest piece of dating advice and where can people find you? Ooh. So, in terms of advice, the biggest mistake I've made mm. has always been thinking about the outcome five steps ahead. Okay. We had two great dates. I'm going to be with this girl. And my whole personality has changed. Okay. And it's like it's projecting. It's, you know, I end up doing, you know, I did things like love bombing. I would love bombing and other things. And then I would make mistakes. Yeah. Third, fourth, fifth date, it wouldn't work out. My biggest advice is to literally stay in the moment. It's like when you play sports and you want to win the game. Right? Yeah. Think about the next play. Think about the next date. Think about the next conversation you're going to have. Mm -hmm. And look at that person as someone with really cool thoughts and feelings they're a human being don't look at them as an outcome yeah i love that time you think about outcomes and i'm a i've been an outcome based thinker for most of my life I'm, I'm breaking through it now and because of that with dating my dating actually gotten better because i don't I want it i just don't think about the outcome if it works out it does if it doesn't don't think it like be more focused on the process because that's where the magic is exactly because you'll you'll ignore connections that you could have made mm. because you're thinking about, oh, I have to say this in certain ways. I want them to say yes to me to be in a relationship, to be my girlfriend, for example. Yeah. Instead, go out there and just think about the journey. Where's our next conversation? Where's our next date going to be? Yeah. Whatever it is, enjoy it. And also check in. How do I feel with this person? Are they filling me up with energy? Yes. Or do I feel depleted every time we, I walk away from them? Oh, yeah. And and please, for everybody, guys and, you know, guys and women too, like, don't don't look at it as I have to impress them. Mm. It's a two-way street. It you is. both are trying to get to know each other. Yes. And when you look at it that way and check in and go, how am I doing with them? But hey, how do I feel about how do I feel about them? Mm -hmm. When you make it a two-way street internally, yeah. you feel better. And the pressure's a lot lower. Yeah. Because you're not, oh, I have to impress this person. Mm -hmm. And then what happens is you put someone on a pedestal and that turns them off. Totally. Yeah. So, Never put them on a pedestal. Right. Think sure. about, again, like you said, are, are, are they filling me up too? Mm -hmm. So important. It's reciprocal. Yes. Well, thank you so much. Where can people find you? Yep. So on Instagram, you can find me uh, at underscore Tony P in DC. Okay. Hopefully we'll get the uh, the underscore away at some point. Yes. Um, that on uh, Instagram, also TikTok at Tony P in DC. And uh, we're working on a YouTube page. Uh, that'll happen some some point soon, but uh, only YouTube, I'm sorry, only Instagram and uh, TikTok at this point. Amazing. Watch out Thank for that, you. guys. He's amazing. Thanks oh, again God. for your time Thank today, you Tony. Thank you for having me. This was so much fun. And the questions were so deep. I really made me think in a really cool way. So I love oh, that. Well, thank you. Thank you. So okay. Good. Bye, guys. Take care.